Hi everyone and welcome to episode 226 of the Mountain Rats Podcast. I'm Jack, as always, joined by KC. Hello. Uh, just for two of us again this week, but I have got predictions off everyone. And uh, even by Leeds United standards, it's been a hell of a week, Captain. It's a uh, solid couple of days. <laughs> yeah, um, we'll, we'll do the game first, because that probably won't take very long. No. And then get into all the shit surrounding it. Um, so Leeds did get through in the League Cup, which didn't always look like it was going to be the case. 2-1 win over Shrewsbury. I would love to have more to say about the first half than this, but it was just shite. The, there was very little redeeming. Pervader was the best of them, but it wasn't saying a great deal. Yeah, I, I mean, I can other professor watched the, the extended highlights, and the extended highlights were not that long. Um, we had a couple of chances, and uh, by the looks of things, Leo Hielder is broken because he's a left back for Leeds. Yeah, there was two main takeaways from that first. I mean, the goal itself. There's a pass inside to Taylor Perry. JB isn't close enough. Runs, runs, runs. He's now got JB and Yelder. Neither of them get tight. The actual deflection off Yelder is unlucky, but they don't handle it well. One nil down, and yeah, like I said, we had a couple of shots on target, but nothing really. No, the two takeaways from that half really were Leo Yelder and Daco JB. Um, Yelder, he didn't have a great game on Sunday against Cardiff, and he didn't have a great game here. There was some mitigation for Yelder. His passing was very negative. He kept cutting back inside to give it to the centre back. Which is sort of part of the plan. You maintain possession. But once the opportunity arises for a progressive ball, you have to be willing to play it. And he wasn't really. But it was one of them where it wasn't always his fault. Like, there was a couple of times where someone did make a good run, like in behind in that left channel, and he turned it down and went inside. But then after about 10 minutes, they seemed to stop making any runs for him. So we had to go back inside because there wasn't an option to do anything else. It was a bit, you know, six or one half a dozen at other. There were, like Dan James ahead of him wasn't making his life easy. Uh, so the, the, the crowd was really picking him out as the person to blame for all this. And truth be told, he, was, he, he didn't play well, but there was some mitigation for it. JB less so. <laughs> yeah, I'd say one of the ones that I think people have been a bit more hopeful on is is, is Darko JB. Obviously, I think the the thought process is very much we we definitely need a new left back. Um, but I, I think there had been some hope that JB would certainly be a squad player this year, and it's not been the best first impression no like i i'm a big fan of jb and i still think he's i still think he'd be absolutely fine to be in the squad in the championship he just had a bad day he gave the ball away a few times in bad areas just like re really sloppy passes there was also a couple of times where he got given it in really bad positions by darlow and uh, he did the same to Archie Gray in the second half. But Archie Gray only did it to once and he did a lovely turn to get out of it. At the back end of the first half, Darko JB did 
pretty much the exact same thing. Like, fainted, turned the other way, beat the man. But the, pro- the problem was he'd already made four or five mistakes by the time he'd done that. Mm. So it didn't matter. He was um, he just wasn't at the races, JB. He was out of position for everything. And, you know, it is with him because he is a bit languid and he looks a bit laboured with the way he's running. I think that you got that Ellen Road thing <clears throat> where they see a player like that and they, they automatically go to the he's not putting the effort in, which wasn't true. He was just having a bad game. And he had a bad game. And when he went off at halftime, no one was surprised. Uh, I still think he'll be fine. But yeah, he had a, he, he had a bad game. Um, I still hold out quite high hopes for him, to be fair. Yeah, I think, I think everyone was probably a little bit surprised having seen the team that was put out. Because I, I think... Certainly, I looked at that starting eleven and, and assumed it was Ampadu and well, probably Ampadu and JB in the middle with Gray moving to ten, Shackleton yeah. at right back and Ailing at centre back is. That's what I was expecting too. This was another one of them where this thing that we've got about getting perspective from the outsider because he immediately picked out the exact team mm. and said which way around it had all been. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I suppose l- looking at the the injury list as well, it's it's not surprising that players were rested. It was probably, you know, it was probably about the best team we could still put out whilst wanting to keep a few back for this weekend as well. Yeah, I do think if JB would have been playing Shackleton's role and been alongside an Ampadu who can be the more experienced first receiver to get it from the back four, I think he'd have been a lot better. I mean, Shackleton got given man at match on by like, the Leeds fans. I mean, I know it's only a Twitter, but not, I'm not particularly sure how. Like, I mean, he was he was fine, <laughs> but like there was a lot of players that played better than him. Um, but yeah, the, the second half, Strout comes on for JB, Ampadu goes into midfield. Immediately, the entire shape is much better. We we never got out first gear in the first half. We got second with a couple of flashes of third, and that was enough. Uh, Byron came on for Yelda and again looked better. He just he just seemed to have more confidence when there was a pass. When he had the opportunity to play something forward, he did, and he would also follow it up with a run, whether it was inside or outside. He just looked more confident, and I'm assuming he's going to start against Birmingham on Saturday. I think you have to, based on what we've seen in the two games. Uh, but we got the goals back. Um, Perveda, good shot that was parried out to, to Gellart. Are we going to be nice and say he adjusted well to finish? Uh, a lovely, gentled, cushioned thigh finish, I believe. Yeah, that lobbed the keeper brilliantly. Yeah. Didn't just hit him. Um, and, you know, it was it, it was good to see Gellart get a goal because you always want to see that. But I said he needed a performance as a nine if he wanted to have a shot at breaking in. And I didn't see nearly enough to be thinking he'll start. Based on the game, I didn't see nearly enough to be thinking he'll start against Birmingham. There may be a reason he does, but we'll come on to that later. Uh, And then the second goal, Dan James, who had taken consistently dreadful corners up until this point. Stood over the corner ready to take it. My dad said, if he hits the first man again, I'm going to fucking kill him. Uh, 
puts in a good corner, takes a flick, I think, off his Shrewsbury head. Stroud watches it well, volleys it home, 2-1. And truth be told, they weren't, we weren't in any trouble after that. They had one break in, like, the 90th minute. No, and Kenny decided he was going to have a go from about 40 yards at one point, didn't he, as well? Yeah, and Bless good him. for him. Actually, come to think of it, I believe it was no one Kenner's flick on because I saw someone saying he still played no actual first team minutes for Leeds and now he has a yellow card and an assist. <laughs> I did see someone say that on Twitter, so it must have been Kenner <laughs> that did it. Um, in terms of either changes, Sinistera came on for Pereira with 10 minutes left and could have scored a couple, should have scored one. Drama came on late on, played left wing for a bit and then dropped into left wing back in a five with Byram as a left centre-back which uh, Drama barely touched the ball. He closed one down well and won the ball, which led to the big Sinistera chance. Bait for Gellar in 95th minute. Nice to see him. Got one touch, immediately beat a man and played a really nice pass, but you can't read out into two minutes of play. It really was a, that wasn't very good. For 45 minutes, it was one of the worst games I've ever been to. But we're through. Yeah. I mean, ultimately you kind of look at that as what there was four five players who started the last game were still in uh, I mean there was more than Three. expected there, there was what I mean Darlow came in in goal who didn't really have much to do in terms of saves he claimed a, he claimed a cross really well early on which you would have thought he'd made a world class save based on the reaction uh, as think it'll be Melly at the weekend uh, but yeah Ealing started, he started. Cresswell played most of played basically half a game. Ampadu played full game again, even though position changed. Yelder, he played both both 45 minutes. And then Archie Gray played 90 minutes again. Mm. James played most of it. So there was some crossover. Yeah, you know, you're still looking at five or six changes in there. Um mm. It'll be interesting to see what we do Saturday, just in terms of the extra injuries we've got. Who, who kind of keeps a place in there? But we'll get onto that. Yeah, well, well just because you mentioned it, the two injury stories that came out because it was after we'd done the pod, but not by loads. Mm. Uh, our old friend Do 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 ruptured plantar fascia is back. Uh, Liam Cooper out for eight weeks. With that, uh, done scoring a goal. If you're going to get injured, doing it scoring a goal is better than the Bamford version of doing it celebrating a goal. It's heroic. Yeah. Um, that's a shame. You know, you, you never want to see that. But then the one that came out alongside it was the real gut punch. Because at least at least we all knew Cooper was injured and we knew it was going to be a while. You could tell. Somerville, who had finished the game well, got a goal, looked absolutely fine. He's out for three weeks with a groin injury. Yeah. Probably celebrated too hard. Yeah, that needs like pure pure speculation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, frustrating. Very frustrating because would you know as uh, as Farker will happily tell anyone this is not a complete squad yet, and we have so many injuries. Well, he said that we had like sixteen before those two injuries, didn't he? I mean, if you ever want the... And this is literally always a, a manager telling the board to sign some fucking players. We had two goalkeepers on the bench against Shrewsbury. Yeah. 
We, yeah, we had those two, and um, was Chris Moore on there as well? Oh, uh, yeah, Chris Moore was. At least, if I remember rightly, it was. Um, it's a, I, he probably would have got on if we'd have done his job properly. Once uh, again, that's Sonny that's United not, for you. Once again, Sonny Perkins not getting a not getting any minutes in a game where it really made sense for him to, you know, got all his forward options missing. There must be something going on with that. There just must be because it makes. I I wonder with him if they're waiting for players to come back and then sort of send him out right at the end of the window. Well, if he ain't going to play here, he'd better go somewhere because he can't play in the under twenty ones every week. He just can't. He's too good for that. And besides, there might be someone else playing in the under twenty ones that gets in the way. Um, So yeah, the. The news sort of chronologically. Uh, Tuesday, it brought uh, Joe Roden signing on a season-long loan. And it was everywhere. So you knew it was definitely happening and nothing could go wrong. And it was confirmed yesterday. Uh, he's available for tomorrow, but you would think he probably doesn't start this one. Probably No, I, I assume probably Cresswell and Stroud for this one, Roden on the bench. Um, but... What do you reckon to the signing? Yeah, good. He's he's a decent player. Um, I believe also an inter- a Welsh international. Yeah, I mean he'll have thirty odd caps. I would think he played Him and Ethan Ampadu, the, experienced played internationals. Um, yeah, good good player to have. Um, and I suppose we we needed the competition for places with Charlie Cresswell as well, didn't we? That was kind of the the concern was that of all we, we have all the left-sided centre-backs but just Charlie Cresswell um, so yeah you, you, I suppose you're looking now and once everyone's fit you're pretty much there as, as having two players in every position um, we've got two players in every position if you are willing to include a load of people who aren't really left-backs as left-backs well, I was thinking of Furpo, who I suppose you could put into that category if you if you so chose. And I honestly, when I said that sentence, I didn't even think about Furpo. Yeah, I, I'm going to assume he will still be here. Yeah, um, yeah I was thinking like him and Hjelda, which I know Hjelda's not your first choice, but it'll be fine, I imagine, until the next Furpo injury. Yeah, you know, you, you've got Strauchan, Cooper. Your left centre backs, Rodon Cresswell, uh, your right centre backs, and Byram and Ailing and Drama as your your right backs. It's basically yeah. the defence is sorted. Yeah. If, I you don't know all the, if you ignore all the injuries and not having a proper left back, it's fine. Yeah, and I don't even know why you'd think about trying to improve that. Um <laughs> so yeah, but no, I'm pleased with Rodan is a was a good player who has been he was really good at this level when he was younger and less experienced than this. He's gone and he, he hasn't played shed loads against the Spurs, but he's played a fair few. And all the managers who had him, even when they weren't playing him, were quite pleased with him. He went to and I don't know how he got on at um as Moscow would say, last season. He, I have no played, idea. He played more games for for Ren last season than he ever has for Spurs. It's by one, but still. Yeah. Um, he really should be 
in theory, as much as you know, Cresswell has the potential to be a lot better, and you'd like to see him getting plenty of game time. Rodon is in theory a step up on that. Yeah, just looking at thirty-seven caps for Wales. Yeah, so he's he's doing well. And another one who's got him young because he's still only like twenty-five, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I'm pleased with that as a signing, and um, I, I think I I think I would rather have Joe Roden than Nat Phillips. Put it that way. I'd rather have Taylor Howard Bellis than either of them. But, <laughs> but we, could be all, we could be here all day, Jack. Yeah, though I, I better not start because I'll just start talking banging on about how we didn't sign Tosin Darabio when I said we should. And it I was, was right. Exactly the name I was thinking of. I was exactly right. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm pleased with that. Um, Connie very specifically messaged me when he realised that he couldn't do today to to, to mention that he uh, is a big fan of the deal for Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. I've done that a few times, which you might, which is why the podcast is called the Joe Rogan Experience, like because it's happened more than once. Um. But the more exciting one that people were talking up more, even though it's a position we needed less, Wednesday morning, news broke that Leeds had agreed a deal to sign Max Allens from Norwich to much much excitement. Obviously, we've been playing Ailing in that role, which is right back in name only a lot of the time. You're the highest player on the pitch a lot of the time. You're pushing up so high. Allens has been doing it for years and... Loves Farker by all accounts and by his own account. It was, and one of my my first my first thing that I put on that Twitter was that's a really good signing. It must mean drama's going though. Yeah, but it, it, I'm, it, but it I'm all right. It only makes sense if if drama is going because there's no way he's he's sticking around after you know a year and a half of going out on loan, and then. Obviously, would be competing with Ailing for for that spot, and and yeah. and, there, and I think there is a realistic chance that Cody Drama becomes the first choice right back this season. I but, I think without injury, he already is. I also think there is a chance that he'd have done this, that if we signed Max Allen's, that Cody Drama's the left back because hmm. he has played both sides. Allen's has also played both sides, but he's probably the most Fark right back you could get because he was his right back. Yeah. Years, um, but you know, everyone knows a good player. Like, he played left back for the 21s in the summer at the Euros. Obviously, that's weird because he's 23, but uh, but you, everyone was really enough for the it. first qualifier, so it's fine. And I will say, it's kind of weird how normally if something like this happens, people are angry, but a lot of people's first reaction was, I'm surprised he's going to another championship club. I'm really surprised at that. And Bournemouth obviously said, well, I'm surprised he's going to a championship club. We should probably match that bid. Yeah. And once ask, he did... Arsene Wenger, add a pound. Once, once they matched the bid, modern football is modern football. That was that. Because it doesn't matter. There's no such thing as, ooh, massive club and all of that. It's all bollocks now. It doesn't matter. There's the Premier League and there's not the Premier League. And that's where we were. You're not going to turn down Bournemouth in the Premier League, especially Bournemouth, who are signing Alex Scott and getting Iriola in as manager, and like look quite exciting this year. Yeah, to play Leeds in the Championship, no matter how much your dad is the coach. 
<laughs> they, uh, they're, they're a team I'm very interested to see at the moment just because I, I think they could be kind of what Brighton were a couple of years previously. Or it goes horrendously wrong. Well, there is always that chance. I mean, I rate a lot of their players. I definitely rate a lot of their signings. I think Ariola looks really good and he was one of the ones I really wanted us to get. But it, it isn't necessarily... It's never nailed on to work. I mean, they have, they've signed that Mios Kirkes, the left-back from... A, I think it was Ezra Doutmar. Yeah, Ezra Doutmar. Uh, and he was one of the ones that everyone who... You know, all the people who sort of know what we're talking about with European football, they were all going, everyone should want this guy. And they've got him. The only one I don't think will work out, I'll put my head above the parapet and say, I don't think Justin Cliver will work out. But the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, I can always dream with Justin Cliver. He was, he was yeah. one of my football manager boys a couple of years back. But I suppose the question with Alan's is, obviously it's disappointing that we've missed out when it looked... Well, that, that, there was a story saying he like physically walked out of his medical, which doesn't sound like it was right, but he was down to have one. I mean, unless he metaphorically walked out of it, but yeah, the um, <laughs> I know, obviously... or I just floated away. Yeah, it's it's disappointing, but the question is how disappointing. Um. I'm quite disappointed. I was quite excited to hear that, and you know, I'm. I'm I, as an attacking player in in my day, which was nearly thirty years ago at this point, and considering I'm thirty three is concerning. But um, you no, know, like, I was never never been that fussed about. Oh, we're getting a, a right back in, but he is a talented player, mm. um, and he's. I, I think with some of these players that that we've we've brought in, you question. If we were to go up in the next two years, would they be up to it? Whereas I look at Max Aaron's and go, yeah, I think he would step up fine. You know, yeah. I think he'd be a good player to, to to move up with. On football manager, he'd be fine for like four seasons. I, well, I mean, I mean, you know, he's only, he's twenty three now, Jack. He's about two years away from being sold for you. Yeah, true. But you you on. are the Leonardo DiCaprio football manager, like twenty five. Like, mm, we're good. Yeah. I need some Serbian 18-year-old, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that that I was... It was sort of a weird one because I didn't look at my phone for several hours. So I went straight from the immediate, oh, I'm really surprised we're getting him. That's really good. And then, like, the next thing that I read was, oh, it isn't happening. <laughs> there was no like build up in between because I didn't get a chance to look at my phone. I, I believe the uh, the Bournemouth admin as well uh, quote tweeted yeah. the Fabrizio I Romano tweet just to uh, just to rub I, a little I, salt I, in there as well. Things that say a lot about how it works. There'd be a time where you'd think, "Oh, Leeds fans will be furious about that." I didn't see anyone. All I saw were Leeds fans retweeting it and going, "Yeah, fairness, that's funny." <laughs> I can't, can't get mad at that. Second time it's happened to us this uh, this summer. Admittedly, at least this time it happened to Fabrizio Romano yeah, rather than a random fan. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, apologies, hey, what, Fabrizio Romano. Wherever you are, 
Patricio Romano, uh, it, there is sort of, and it isn't true, but it is something to go with, and I, I'm okay with it. Are we blaming him for scuppering the deal? Yeah, and and other deals as well. It's his fault we yeah. didn't get Cody Gakpo. It's his fault we didn't get Josko Gvadio. Yeah. Yeah. And Rodrigo. Oh, yeah, bollocks to you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's some internet parlance I can use? You're fucking tapping merchant and you miss when it's a Leeds one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was a shame. Then the game happens. You're in. Uh, don't worry about it. The fact that Willie Nonto wasn't even wasn't in the squad before and during the game didn't even cross my mind as a problem. Genuinely, I just thought, oh well, he's just not playing him in this one. That's fine, no worries. Got halfway up Beast Hill. My dad said, "What were the other scores?" Got my phone out of my pocket. Notifications. <laughs> And I said, it's the daily, and my first thing was, it's the Daily Mail, so it could be bollocks, but the saying is refused to play. And then by the time we get back to the car, we've got the fact quote of, um, he was unavailable, he was not injured. So it sounds an awful lot like he's refused to play. Um, And yeah, it is a little bit idealistic, and it is something that, you see more and more in modern football, but it does appear to be a hard and fast rule among the League United fan base. There's one thing you don't do, you do not refuse to play. And I subscribe to that rule. Like, you're, you are getting... Even if you take out any loyalty or anything about, oh, you're letting the fans that all that, any of that stuff, you are getting paid to play football for League United. I can't just, like, refuse to do my job. Yeah, if I wanted to transfer to work at a different school, I just went, well, either you let me leave now and completely ignore my contract, or I'm just not going to turn up and school goes, oh, well, we are completely powerless in this situation. Yeah. Like, no, it's... And there's absolutely no excuse for daft stuff like this now when you have an agent who oversees all this stuff, so you can't just say, oh, well, he's a 19-year-old lad, you know, it's like, no... They know the deal, and and I know, I know this will never happen. That we just go right. Well, you're just gonna, um, you know, you're just gonna go sit and play in the in the under twenty ones for a while until you. I, I I genuinely would do it tonight. I don't think they will. No, no, on... they will. But I I I definitely think this will. This becomes the uh, on in football manager terms the meeting with the players agent to uh, set a fee for his his sale. Um, it's even weird again, because be... he did play against Cardiff. So do you think it was just because like, he didn't want to cup-tie himself or do you think it was the injury risk? Because if he thinks that, oh, me being cup-tied for the League Cup is going to make a difference as to whether I... the Premier League Cup signs me or not. It, I, I wonder if it's the quality of opponent more than anything else. Scared like, of getting I, I, I wonder. I wonder if not even from an injury standpoint as such, but there is nothing for him to gain from having a good game against Shrewsbury in the League Cup, whereas I think there is more for him to gain by playing well in the league games. Mm. Um, you know, again, that's pure speculation on my part, but um, no, it's it, it's never... 
it's it's never a good look for anyone. I I absolutely hated it when Anthony Gordon did it last year. Um and it's the the only thing the only thing is now it will the only way I will get frustrated by this transfer now, if and when it happens, is if we don't get the money we should for him because he is he's on the fringes of of starting week, you know, every game for the Italian national team and is what 19 yeah you know there, there is i know you can't directly compare players because because of a variety of things but you look at what southampton are doing holding out for the prices that they want for their players and i'm not saying he should be going for 60 million but southampton have set 60 million as what they want for lavia and they're gonna and there might be some wiggle room in that but for the most part, they've been, they've been, Liverpool have attempted to lowball them, and they've gone, no, this is what we want. You yeah. need to get somewhere near that. And um, we're going to be doing the same thing because, as we've said a million times, Nanto doesn't have a release clause. His wage will have probably dropped by fifty percent from what will not have been a massive Premier League wage anyway. Four years left on his contract. Mm. There is. If Leeds sell him cheap, I'll be. I would be more fuming if at Leeds selling him cheap than us just keeping him, and that either re, like sort of rehabbing his image and playing him, or just not playing him. I'd be more annoyed if if we sell him for twenty million. I'll be more annoyed. Yeah, um, I. The the transfer market is, Fuck. is batshit insane, <laughs> but. The you can't tell me there isn't a reason why he isn't worth upwards of thirty million. Yeah, I mean that's like I I honestly think you could argue that's a low ball number. Hmm. But like it would be the absolute minimum, wouldn't it? And I think it could well be more than that. Um, I'd also be really annoyed if it if it ends up him going to Everton, who uh, themselves have had some uh, dicey financial problems. Yeah, the uh... so what do you think is the best way to deal with it? You just do you just sort of semi publicly say this is how much it is? Well, no, I, 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 I very briefly got on board with the idea of driving into a reservoir yesterday, but um, apparently that was a typo. Yeah, and, I am. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed that one. That's um, reserves, reserves. <laughs> I was already hiring a boat, a yeah, <laughs> reservoir, but um, yeah, that it, it it's a very tough one because obviously you don't want someone who is unhappy in the dressing room, but you can't have someone dictating terms to you like that. Like you absolutely cannot. I, I. I I would play him in the reserves tonight. Like I know I know you've also gone with the idea of send him with the reserves. Don't play him. I would have just honestly. And this yeah, this probably wouldn't actually work, and it it might be cutting off your nose to spite your face, all of that stuff. But I would have sent him with the twenty ones down to Brighton tonight, and I put him on the bench, and I wouldn't have brought him on. Now and sub, then from sub, from sub him just before half time. From next weekend, if he's still here, I would have him back in. I would have him involved. Because I think it's a bit like the Moises Caicedo thing, but in January, not this version. Mm. Like, he went public, I want to leave Brighton. 
He they didn't play him for a couple of games because he he didn't train and stuff. And they then just brought him back, put him on a new contract, and now they're selling him this summer. It, there is no if if no one is hitting the fee we want for Nonto, there is no reason we can't do a similar thing. I know right now we're all pissed off of him and want to call him every name under the sun because you refuse to play and you don't do that. But there is an argument for I mean, like I for what I actually think will happen is I think he plays on I think he plays against Birmingham. Probably off the bench, but I think he plays. Because oh, yeah, I, look at, I look at the options there and yeah, we ain't got many players. And Farker specifically said, uh, Willie trained really well. All players under contract are part of my plans. So, like, I, I think he's going to play. And I think that you can sort of rehab his image with the fans if he does start playing again. If he, if he plays again and he starts playing well and works hard on the pitch, he will get forgiven if he scores goals and stuff. Like that's just what football fans are like, but I think that the 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 easiest option for everyone involved is someone goes. He's a really good player. He's forty million quid, and he's go okay, cheers, and everyone moves on. Yeah, um, my other concern is that you get into the September international break, and if he goes away, and then speaks to the Italian press. Which, oh no, how has this story possibly got back to England? Oh no, uh, it's all a horrible mistake. Um, it's amazing how often they do that. Classic footballers. <laughs> I have no idea how speaking to this Italian newspaper would have possibly ended up at Sky Sports. How? <laughs> how? I didn't even know people could speak Italian outside of Italy. <laughs> Fucking idiots. God bless them. Um, yeah, and, and, and at that point, you don't want, you know, Romelu Lukaku style of, well, you know, I didn't really want to stay, but, you know, things didn't quite work out. So I suppose I'm here for a while. And, and you know, sort of more death by a thousand cuts than just sod it. Just, just take the money and let's all move on. Um, there is also then one more bit of transfer drama with Leeds. Everyone had made peace with it. Tyler Adams, Chelsea, £20 million release clause. Done. No worries. Uh, in the end, when you think about it, he didn't end up being able to do that much due to injuries and stuff. But he worked his ass off in every game he played. So everyone was pretty much all right with it. And anyways, on his way back, because they failed to agree personal terms by the looks of it. Which... I'm not sure how that's happened at Chelsea. You know, you know, football manager, when you're so far over your budget that you can only offer a hundred pounds a week. Yeah, I believe that's what might have happened here. Oh, <laughs> well, I, I suppose you probably offered him about fourteen-year contract to help with amortization. Um, I, I know it's only five now, but um, yeah, I. You know, I, I was at I, I text you and, and Alex Benison earlier, and when you take out the European football that they're going to play, they, I don't think he starts more than half of the games if if they're where they want to be at the end of the transfer window. And I think they will end up with Caicedo. 
Um, well, have you just to check? Have you been keeping up with the news today? With that, that Liverpool have out was it that Liverpool have outbid Chelsea, but Caicedo has said he only wants to go to Chelsea. Yeah, it sort of moved to he would rather go to Chelsea if Chelsea don't match the bid, he'll go to Liverpool. Yeah, but yeah, it was like it, when it first there was a point where it was like, oh, it's nailed on. He is off to Liverpool three hours ago. Yeah, Jurgen Klopp, who had also said he would walk away if he if he spent over a hundred, spent a hundred million pounds on a player, but that's neither yeah. here nor there. The, the um, only thing that I can give him about that is it did get brought to him, and he went, "Yeah, I still don't like it, but I was wrong." <laughs> like he did so. Now, don't get me wrong; he had no choice but to go up to it, and it's still, he's you know, of course, he's still a hypocrite and stuff. But well, at least he kind of copped to it to an extent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I suppose that that's my take on it anyway. Is that I, I wonder if if he's not going to play enough first team football for him because because again, like I I know he's he's probably going to get picked anyway because he's the U.S. captain. But yeah, you know the U.S. is still a reputable team to you know to represent at this point. Um. And if you're not playing week in, week out, at some point you you, you have to start to question that whether he whether he plays that often. Yeah. Um uh, we've had a comment from Glenn Hayes that was something that I did see earlier and I'd forgot about to be fair. So cheers, Glenn. Uh it looks like when Kaisedo leaves, Brighton will take Adams. Um I did see something about that, and at the at the price he is, I can understand why. I'm not sure Adams is play style is particularly great for Brighton. But if he's leaving Leeds anyway, I don't particularly care whether it works or not, really. No, not not to get a too too T4 on this, but he doesn't fit the profile of, of what Brighton are looking for in their midfielders as, as much as everyone can get behind a, a tenacious uh a tenacious midfielder that could be a bit of a wind up merchant. Um yeah it doesn't he doesn't really fit their profile I don't think. Yeah, although I suppose Deserve is such a good coach, but maybe he'll make it work. Um, Turn him into Michael Balak. Yeah. Uh, but as this is the other question, I suppose, for that, Ben, he's back. He is training. He's not going to be fit yet. Is a deal for 20 million to Chelsea falling through a good thing or a bad thing for Leeds? I suppose it all depends on what happens with Nanto. Because I do the, clearly we need we need some money. The, the, there is some money available. I, I, I never saw I never actually saw a figure for what we would be paying for Max Aaron's. But so there's uh, I believe it was like six, I believe the upfront was about seven million. So so there is some money there, but you'd imagine again with with Fark's comments that. If we were able to get twenty million in, he could he could round off this squad a bit better with with one or two players. Um, so if he stays, I suppose it then then Leeds might be more inclined to try and move Nanto on to to get some of that cash in. Yeah. Um. I mean, I I I'd be very happy with him. I, su- I suppose the, the it, there's the knock on then of well, if you've got him and Ampadu. What happens with Archie Gray? Does he move up to become 
a 10 in this team? Or does he just not play every week? Um, so, I don't know. I'd, I, you know, obviously, I want quality players to stay, but I like the idea of Archie Gray playing every week. I don't want him to play every week. No, every cause, game. Because we've seen I'm it before. That's, get him that's in the break as well. <laughs> that's how you break all these children, and I don't want us to break him. Um, but yeah, I my sort of gut is that. Tyler, if we're going to have as much of the ball as it looks like we're going to, Tyler Adams isn't particularly what we need. He is absolutely good enough. Don't worry. If he's still here come September, then you want him in the side for certain. It's just, I feel like that money could probably be put to better use, but it's whether a back leads to actually put it to better use or not. And that, we haven't been out of trust in years, although. We're, we're, that will we, is another thing that we'll just have to find out closer to the time. But my gut is that he goes anyway, just goes somewhere else. In the yeah. same way that my gut the whole time has been that Nanto will go. Yeah, and I, 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 I suppose the good thing is with him knowing that there's there's the minimum release clause in there that we are likely to get a fee for him and it not be a loan. Yeah. Because I do, because we do need to get some money in for some of these players. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was hoping that it'd be about dead on something that's it, but the team news might be late anyway. I was at the under twenty ones to go to Brighton tonight to start the season, seven pm kickoff. It's going to be a young side because nobody even close to the first team is going to be going, except for maybe Nonto if they're so inclined. But I don't think it'll happen. Uh, but they've got those stupid TV rules again. That because the second half clashes with a uh, with Burnley Man City on the for the opening Premier League game of the season, they can't show it on LUTV because of course that'll cost them what five hundred thousand viewers will be watching the under twenty one game. I'd love to. I don't know what we call them over here, but I would love to get the Nielsen ratings, the drop off in the second, you know, for the uh, for the Premier League game with all the people watching the twenty ones. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, but one that will be watched a lot more, and we'll, even though it's not on telly. Don't know how, because people just love watching the radio. Uh, Birmingham away tomorrow, three o'clock. Um, they started with a one-all draw away at Swansea, and then they won 2 nil at Cheltenham in the Cup. Uh, by the looks of it, they did a basically completely rotated side. Nearly completely rotated side for the cup game. So there shouldn't be anything too major. Um, they've done some interesting business in the summer. Like obviously, the main one for us is Tyler Roberts, who's gone there. Who is apparently injured. Is he? Ad- allegedly has a knock. Well, that's not surprising. Uh, they've signed Sir Ricky Dembele uh, from Bournemouth, who is a really good player. He was another one of the many... Plays non-league, rocks up at Peterborough, <coughs> looks a world beater, gets his move up, and would have played loads, but Bournemouth got promoted kind of unexpectedly, so he didn't really get many chances. But he scored their goal in the one-all. Uh, the signed Christian Bielik, uh, who was playing holding mid for him. He was a £10 million player a couple of years ago before his knee exploded, but now he's back and fit, so he should be a good player. But even Sunjic is meant to be pretty good as well. Ethan Laird, who was a scum kid right back, 
by all accounts, pretty good. And uh, Lee Buchanan at left back, who I believe they got off um, Derby. But he was on loan in Germany last year, if I remember rightly, and did quite well. Um, yeah, mean, the, name, the name that stands out to me on here is Lukas Jukovic. Yeah, he played in the cup game. Um, and I mean, he came on in the uh, league game as well. But their two strikers are Jukovic and Scott Hogan who neither of whom I think are that great, but they are both the exact kind of striker that always cause Leeds problems. Yeah, I'm just looking at... The Although Cresswell will fancy that battle, as will Strout. Yeah. He's on a good day. Jukovic, the last time he reached double figures in a season was the 1920 season. 1920? Jesus, that's and, a long time. I know. It's, it, well, he's a grizzled championship bastard. Yeah. Um. Oh, the old second division, as they used to refer to it as, as I twiddle my moustache. Hmm. Um, there's, there's him and Gary Gardner as well. Oh, is Gary Gardner still there? I've missed him. He is, yes. Um, oh, and John, John Ludingle, who is like... In fact, to be honest, for, for, for the championship, they've got they've got John Ludingle and Neil Leverage. That's pretty solid. Yeah. <laughs> I can't really argue that much. I mean, John Ludy must be old now. Like, he must be really old now. He's 36. Yeah. Um, They've got uh, Tati Chong's cousin, Alfie Chang. Yeah. Where, where did Tati Chong... Oh, he went to Luton, didn't he? Yeah. Because they did have Tati Chong last season. Um, but fun. yeah. Uh, and they've got that uh, Janino Bakuna at midfield who used to play for Huddersfield. They'd be expecting him to start. Uh, Dion Sanderson was the uh, he was the young defender that was quite highly rated at Wolves, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, and he's there now playing great alongside name, Kevin. Great name. Yeah, playing alongside Kevin Long, who was like the backup centre back at Burnley, who always did fine for him for I'm guessing about 28 years is what it felt like. He was just there doing fine. So they do look, you know, that plus new owners and. There's just a bit of excitement around for them. They play 4-2-3-1, which is what we'll be playing as well. So it, it is just a look at their team, look at our team, what looks better on paper. And you would say ours, but with the injuries, not by as much as you'd like. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm just having a look at... Oh, John Eustace is their manager. Yeah, could have been anyone after Lee Bowyer, to be honest. I don't yeah. really have a kept, could have been Steve Bruce, probably. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to say I think we're the better team. Got a draw against Swansea on the opening day, and I, I don't have particularly high hopes for Swansea this year. Um, you know, it's the scenes have a bit of a decent mix in there with with the players. Obviously, I think they'll have been a bit upset that they lost uh, Joe Bellingham over the summer. Yeah, that uh, was a weird thing to that. I still can't believe that more teams didn't try and hijack that. Yeah, like, it seems to be a particularly I mean, high fee. I mean, it was like three million, but Sunderland do have the youngest squad in the league and have shown that they'll play them. Yeah. So like, I think it's actually a pretty decent move for them. I'm just surprised that it happened. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd, I'd like to say I, I, I think I fancy is you just 
I think I think my big concern is is chance creation at the end. Like I know I, you know, I think we'll dominate possession. I think we'll probably end up having two or three times as many passes as they do. But the these couple of games so far, we've we've not done a great job of of creating clear cut chances. You know, you look at the two goals, we've scored two from set pieces, which God almighty, we scored not not just set pieces, corners. corners. Um, either you know, then you're looking at um, a deflect, you know, a deflection and a scrappy goal for the equalizer, and the ball hitting Joe Gelhart. Yeah, I do. One of the things that might help us is obviously Cardiff just sat on the edge of a box and didn't attack. You would think Birmingham won't be able to do that at home, at least to that extent. Like the, I, I, the I mean, I hope so because it, you know, again, the big lesson was that we didn't really have anyone to aim at in the middle. So if you, you gave us the width, there wasn't a whole lot we could do. Um, but again, from watching the the highlights of the Shrewsbury game, mo- most of our efforts were coming from around the edge of the penalty area. Yeah. Um. So you're kind of hoping that that if it's Gelhart that's starting, that he can carry the ball into the penalty area a bit more. Um, I do wonder if after his sub-appearance and and his performance against Shrewsbury as well, if, if Pervader gets a start for this one, because I think as, as much as I've kind of been a bit wary about him playing, he's, he's looked the part so far. Yeah. Uh, I did just bring up the Leeds Twitter, basically to see if the 21's team was out. Unsurprisingly, the game away at Salford in the League Cup has been chosen for Sky. Because they can just they can pretend it's Man United v Leeds like they did last time. So that's now 8pm on Tuesday. And also, for what it's worth, uh, the Shrewsbury game, 35,129 is the highest ever League Cup first round attendance on a went. Where it says, right, the way they've done this, I think it's the highest League Cup round one attendance ever. But because of a punctuation, it actually says highest ever League Cup round one attendance on Wednesday evening. Yeah, they did it on Wednesday evening is what they're going for, I think, rather than Tuesday games don't count for this stat. <laughs> There's a lot of clauses in that sentence. Yeah. Uh, so, as for our team, because their team, we not... I think it'll be, you know, barring injuries, it'll be quite similar to the one we put out against Swansea. Maybe Jukovic comes in for Scott Hogan. Bakuna scored uh, two goals in the League Cup, so maybe he comes into midfield. But we don't know enough about them to really know. It's just to look at ours, really. So, I would assume Melier keeps his place for this one. Yeah. Um, Drama did play, obviously, but only like six minutes. So, you would think he isn't fit enough to start. If he is, I would bring him in for Ailing, but I don't think he will be. So, Ailing, Cresswell, Strout, Byron. Yeah, I, th- I think you probably have to after Kielder's rough start. Yeah. Uh, Ampadu and Gray, I think they'll both start in the middle. Um, and this is where it gets a bit weird. Like, James left Sinistera at 10, Pervedo on the right, and Nonto. Do you think he'll do it, or do you think he'll just play Joffe? Um... Think, I think it's probably Gelhart. Yeah, 
Um, do you I, think I, I Nonto's? Do you think Nonto's there? Do you think he's involved? Yes. Yeah, I think he, I think he's on the bench, wearing a right. big coat to try and look inconspicuous. Yeah. Ironically, being very conspicuous. <laughs> Um, is there anyone else who might sneak the way in? Do you think? I don't. I, I don't really think there is. Um, no, I mean, given so given the performances, like you said, I don't think certain certainly Shackleton and um, and JB haven't given any cause for them to get in. Um. And I, I, with only a Dave's training in him, I don't think Joe Roden gets in. No, I'd say I think he'll be on the bench and he'll definitely come on. Because uh, yeah, I think it's. Uh, I don't. I don't think there's too much else happens. Right. Well, uh, the predictions have been sent in for us outside this perspective. Alex has a one-all draw. Connie has a two-one win. I am going for. To a piece. Uh, I'm going to go one 0 win. And you've got one 0 win. Uh, obviously, we all got two points for the Shrewsbury game because we all had us winning, and none of us had two one. Um, it was there was two 0 three 0 three one, and four one. So, but yeah, that'll do us. Uh, I will just briefly refresh Leeds' Twitter, and if the team news is out, we'll talk briefly about the twenty ones because we might get a clue as to who might sneak on the bench. There is nothing there, so we won't get that clue. Must be coming out at half past. I will mention to everyone now for the oh the tens of people that are watching this live, uh, but also to mention it to KC, the fantasy Premier League deadline will be in twenty minutes. I I have uh, I have made my final changes to my team. Right, cool. Well, I'm going to have a quick look. I, I will season. stop paying attention to this in about three weeks. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was worth Nick, Nick in the comments is agreeing with you. 1 0 to Leeds, Perveda. I would take that. Perveda, if he does start, I think he's earned, he's earned, a go, he's earned his go. He really has looked most likely in a lot of games. Uh, but that will do us for episode 226 at Mike White's podcast. Hopefully, we get a win. I'm not sure exactly which day we'll be back, but we'll be back one of the days early next week, you would think. So I've been Jack. See you. I've been Casey. Have a good one. In a bit.